Welcome to the Lovability Podcast. My name is Jennifer Stiers, and I'm here to talk love, relationships, sex, marriage, and everything in between. Hello, everybody. Happy Friday. Uh, happy Fourth of July weekend. Uh, I'm Jennifer Stiers, your host of the Lovability Show, and we are celebrating uh, my two-year anniversary today of my show, so I'm super excited. I'm, I'm here celebrating, too, with a friend of mine, uh, Michael Moulton, and uh, he was kind enough to join me today. Michael, Welcome to the show again. Happy birthday. Uh, uh, happy anniversary. Happy anniversary. anniversary. Two years with M2 uh, on yeah, your show. Uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> that was too easy. You know, interestingly enough, um, I've had this uh, sinus thing going on, and I was so excited because I coughed my tail off last night, all night, and uh, and hey, Tina, and um, and I coughed my tail off last night, woke up this morning, and I was done. I didn't cough one time all morning, talked on the no, no problems till I walked outside to leave for the show. So uh, Michael is going to, uh, Michael's going to fill in for me if I start coughing. So uh -oh. I'm sorry for the little hoarse voice, but, um, but we're just getting over whatever the funk was. I think a lot of people got it. It's yeah. kind of going around. Yeah. You know, it's, it's the allergies and the wind and the Ooh. weather. And, and um, but it's good to be here with you. I know. I'm glad. I, you know what is cool is um, I I asked my friend. So it was I wanted my friend to join me. So if I had to uh, fall back, he knows how to fill in for me probably too well. So <laughs> <laughs> we have a lot of fun together. So uh, you know, interestingly enough, everybody. Um, thanks, Tina. Appreciate it. Hey, Amy. Um, as you guys are all rolling on, um, I uh, I. I'm super excited to be here today. I mean, I, when I started the show, it's kind of morphed into whatever it is today. Uh, you know, when I started doing podcasts, I came from the world of television and radio where everything's so censored. And the best part, you know, talk about celebrating freedom this weekend. The best part of this show is the freedom I have to say whatever I want um, on this podcast. I can even curse if I want to, but I don't. But I'm just saying I can say whatever I want. We can talk about whatever we want. It's completely uncensored. And so has, as time has gone over the last two years, Michael, I have just gotten a lot braver in regards to, you know, what I say. So you, know, you guys may have kind of seen and watched that, but it's, it's definitely allowed me to have a to have a place to talk honestly with all of you about what's happening and not have to sugarcoat anything. And so uh, I love what the show has become uh, and it will continue to become. So, um, okay. So as we, uh, as we kind of pop on here now, um, so uh, I wanted to... Um, I wanted to talk about kind of like the best of today. That'd be fun. Um, you know, just kind of best tips, big, kind of keep it big and, and broad as far as like what, if I were giving people advice on finding love, what were the top things, what would the top things to say? Um, and I think the, the first one, you know, I just posted about it the other day uh, on Facebook, but I think the first one is that you have to find people that love like you do. Yeah. And what's that mean? What's that look like? You know, it looks like, um, it feels like ease, um, where you're not, neither, nobody's really having to push themselves outside of who they naturally are anyway, that you have the same, probably the same love languages, mm -hmm. meaning that if you're a quality time person and you like to spend time with your partner, that your other person is also a quality time. So those things kind of matched uh, perfectly. Um, if you're, you know, you're, 
semi-comfortable with affection at the beginning, getting to know somebody, and so you're touchy and they're touchy. All that stuff just kind of works so that there's no walking on eggshells and no uncomfortability. You know, there's yeah. that even at awkward first date, I know a lot of first dates can be awkward, but I feel like when you're with somebody that is, you know, that is your equal, that is like you, that loves like you do, everything's easier because there's a yin and a yang that goes back and forth because nobody has to try to be anything they're not and they're just being themselves and it just flows. Yeah. You know, because nothing's forced. Let me ask you something. Mm -hmm. You know, that your show has, I can only speak for myself, has helped me so much. And, you You know, I look look forward to when I, um, and I try to be disciplined and start my morning off with prayer, but I, I go to my phone, I open it up, and because I follow you so much, you know, the algorithm has Jennifer Steyer's post popping up first, you know, in my feed. Okay. And it's all good, and I love reading them, and they help me so much. What got you into this? I mean, what what got you into being a relationship coach? Because, you know, your show is this two-year anniversary, but you've, you've been in the public eye as long as I can remember social media and internet. I mean, what, what got you into this? Oh, I hate talking about myself, but well, thanks you're going for asking. To. Um, <laughs> yeah, uh, I've just been doing it a long time, like 25-ish years. Right. I've been counseling. And uh, this, this show was just a way to teach and talk about the things that I want to talk about in longer segments. I mean, television, you get three to five minutes on television. Right. You know, you've been there. You know, they give you a segment. It's two to three, three to five minutes of talking about something, some tip you're trying to give somebody, how to fall in love, how to get over a breakup, whatever the topic is that day. Mm-hmm. And you have five minutes to do it if you're lucky. And it's not enough time to walk people through and coach them. And my, my love is coaching you guys. My love is coaching and teaching. So... Uh, so this is just natural and, um, and I love that there is, uh, I love that there's an outlet for me to be able to do this. So well, you fun. need to know that you do help a lot of people Thank and, you, and Michael. we appreciate you Very and, sweet. and keep doing what you're doing. Very sweet. Thank you. Well, I, I am, and I see people popping on here. So, uh, so Michael, uh, you know, Michael just recently went through a breakup. Do you mind me talking about, do you mind me putting you on the spot? Yeah, I'm, I'm used to being on the spot. So I mean, I, I, so we're, you know, you talk about, you know, we just talked about loving, you know, finding people that love like you do. Um, do you think you found somebody? Do you think she was somebody that loved the way that you loved? I thought so. I mean, mm-hmm. this person's a great person. Mm-hmm. I mean, she's, she's an incredible person and, um, you know, I played a big role in it towards the end. You know, I just, you know, I've learned that when I get into fear, I try to control, you know, because I get in fears. We've talked about of, of being abandoned. Things aren't going my way. You know, I use the analogy of being in a car with someone and they're driving and I know yeah. that the car is going to wreck. And I'm doing everything I can just to push the brakes yeah. and knowing that we're going to, you know, wreck. But, you know, it just wasn't a match, you know, it, and, and like you said, and and I've learned a lot. And what I, what I really learned the most is accepting the role that I play in it. You know, it takes two people. It takes two people to move a sofa. You yeah. know, if one person is trying to move a sofa, you're going you're to tear up the hardwood floors and the sheetrock. And, and so it, it takes two, two people who love one another and, mm-hmm. and knowing what love really is. And, and so, yeah, it's um, being in relationships tough and getting out of one is tough. Yeah. And, and so it's a, there's a grieving process. Yeah. You know, there's a grieving process and you've helped me so much through that. And you do need to give yourself time yeah. too. So, uh, Tiffany, thank you. Um, Tiffany said she's learned a lot from the show. And uh, Tiffany Nolan. This yeah. could be my new personal trainer. I'm I know, gonna, she's gorgeous. I've committed to working out maybe like once a month. Once a week, once a month. <laughs> That's pretty good. <laughs> okay, sorry, y'all. We got a little distracted. But you know what? I think it's great. I mean, I want to I want to call up how Michael during the show because, you know, he he is, you know, going through that whole healing phase right now. And that does take time. And you do need to give yourself time. People don't, especially you guys like to rush in. Um, and, uh, Why are you looking at me in a weird way? Uh, <laughs> you guys like to rush in sometimes, um, we like after to fix relationships. Things. We like to fix it. What you don't like to do is feel. And yes. at the end of the day, hurt and pain and the, that, that's what guys don't want to feel. So they tend to get back in a relationship to kind of numb the pain and that never works. So, um, I appreciate you, uh, backing up and doing the work. So, um, but finding somebody that, that loves like you do, and you know, the one thing you have to be careful of too is finding somebody that loves too much the way that you love. Mm. Because, you know, um, 
There can be two chiefs and no Indians. Right. And, um, you know, uh, somebody's got to be an Indian. <laughs> and uh, whether you're an Indian or not, somebody's got to be an Indian. That's so, right. yeah. <laughs> so, um, yeah, anyway. So, uh, point is that you, you've got to find somebody that naturally has a rhythm that you match with. So it's not effort. If you're, you know, if you're a person that likes to, you're a, a super communicator, you like to touch base with your person, you like to hear from them, um, you like to talk to them on a regular basis, and they're very detached from communication, they're not great, there's going to be a, that's, it's not going to, you're not going to bond. Right. Uh, you know, if you're, a, if you're a very affectionate person and somebody else isn't very affectionate, you're not, it's going to be, a, it's going to be hard. And all, people always go, well, can you, you can change. If you really like somebody, if you really love somebody, you can change. You can't fundamentally change who you are at your core. Well, it can't be forced. Yeah. You know, that's what it is. It just can't be forced. It's got to be natural and it's, it's just got to happen. Yeah. So be really careful on that because. Why is that? Uh, no, on on the finding people oh, that, oh, that oh, oh. you gotcha. love, you know that that loves like you do because it's it is it, it just makes things easier. Right. Everybody wants ease. I mean, that's the best thing. You walk out of how many first dates do I deal with with my clients? The the ones that are the best are are the ones where they walk out and they go, you know what? Even if we didn't have they didn't have the ton of chemistry the first date, if they can walk out of that date and say, you know what? We didn't have a ton of chemistry, but we got along great. It was great conversation. Everything was easy. I would definitely go out with them again. Huh. And so that's kind of a segue, you know, to, to what is. By the way, um, chemistry can fool you. So a lot of times when people come out of, and, and I, gosh, I just had this happen recently with some clients. When you're giddy coming out of that date and you, you know, infatuated and all that attraction and butterflies are there, um, that can work against you too. Because you, number one, a lot of times when that's there at the beginning, then people get intimidated and they close up. And so they stop being themselves because now all of a sudden they want to put on their best impression and they want to, this person to like them. So they start being who they think they want them to be. And they get nervous because they like that person. And so they're not, again, they're not being who they're supposed to be. And that doesn't usually work out very well either. So there's got, there should be a nice little balance. If you so, feel peace with somebody, that's a good thing. So if you were coaching me and I were to go on a date, we talked about, this. I've never been on a date in my life. It's just kind of, it's kind of a, it's kind of a different deal, like asking someone on a date. But if you were coaching me and I went out with someone and I was all giddy after it. I call and check in with you. I said, oh my God, this was so good. You know, we have, we have so much in common and, and, and the, the stars were lined up. What would your feedback be to that? as a coach? I'd say slow your ass down, Michael. <laughs> <laughs> but am I, I allowed to be excited? You're allowed to be excited, but you've, you've got to keep the reins on. I mean, that is the one thing. And here's a good tip, since we're talking about great tips. Don't rush things, people. Everybody wants to rush. And we all love that feeling of being infatuated or attracted or having chemistry or a connection with somebody. But you've got to you've got to keep it under control. I mean, it's you've got to maintain balance because of the the two things. Number one, if you're not if you're not balanced, you're not putting your best foot forward and your mm -hmm. most authentic foot forward in that relationship. And um, the other part of that is you're maybe not going to see them for who they are either. You, right. That's when you start overlooking things with people. And you don't want to do that either. Is that very common that everybody gets excited after that first date and, and you see that, that giddiness? Is that a word, giddiness? I, you know, I will say I think giddy is rare. Yeah. I do. Um, I, if people come, if you come out of a first date and you feel like, wow, that was a great connection. I really liked that person. Chemistry or no chemistry, attraction or no attraction, or I shouldn't say no attraction, but, you know, um, those are your best, most qualified candidates, mm -hmm. really. Um, that's, a, when, that's when you're healthy and you're not getting over, you know, crazy. Don't Walking into a, a, a connection, even though you're excited, walking into that 
overly excited puts expectations too high. Right. And when expectations are too high, number one, no way anybody else is going to meet them. Right. And number two, I promise you, you will fall. You will fall from your own expectations. Well, based on my experience, when I have expectations, I'm just setting myself up for resentments. You know, I'm just setting yeah. myself up for, you know, <laughs> for something to um, yeah. not go the way that I want to. So just go with no expectations and just have fun. Uh, I just want to say hi to everybody. It's so good to see everybody jumping in. Mary Lynn, Julie. Thank you, Julie. I think you're even on vacation. Thanks for uh, tuning in. Uh, Tracy, Tina says, I actually do believe change can happen. It starts individually with self-realization and owning your issues. Um, and Ron <laughs> says he thinks me and Michael have chemistry. Oh, we do. And we do. We I mean, do. we've been friends a long time. Yeah. We we definitely do, which is why he's here yeah. with me today. I do exactly what she tells me to do, Ron. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, men take notes. That works very well. Not actually. Um, so, uh, Tina, people, people can change and change can happen, but the change has to happen within you. So... Only if you want to change. So I couldn't go into a relationship with Michael, and I kind of like him, but there's things about him that I I don't like. What what, what is it? Who, I know who and <laughs> what in the world couldn't I like about you? But um, but uh, so you know those things that Michael has that that I think I can change. Well, Michael's not the commitment type. Michael's not ready for a commitment. He's just getting out of a relationship. He's not healed. But I think I could change that. I think my love and who I am could change that so that he could get ready again. Um, I think he just thinks he's not ready, but he could get ready with me. That kind of thinking is wrong. Um, thinking that anything about you is going to change the other person or anything that you could do could motivate a person. Michael comes from a background of alcoholism, right? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, and, uh, and Michael, we could say to everybody here today, I'm, if, if, if you were drinking and I didn't want you to drink, Nothing I, I mean, I'm not going to inspire you not to drink. If you're not going to drink, it's because of a decision that you're going to make right. not to drink. That's right. Or not to do something or not to cheat or whatever, you know. By the way, cheating is one of my classes coming up. One of my, I wanted to do it today, but I um, I wanted to have somebody that had been cheated on here. So, um, which is not Michael, which is good. But, um, <laughs> but uh, so we'll do that next time. Um, but you you can't change somebody else, but if you want to change, you can. Now, and that's the other thing too. So that was another thing on my list. So I'll go ahead and jump ahead. One of the basics with relationships, and I kind of touched on this again today in one of my posts because it's so important. We are constantly in growth. We're constantly, we're, we're, we're growing or we're dying as, you know, as I think Tony Robbins is the one that said that. Right. We're growing or we're dying. And that is that is the truth. And if at any point, even all the work I've done in my life, I'm never fully healed. I'm never fully I've never fully arriving, right? Right. And um, we all are constantly a work in progress and should be, you know, should always be working on ourselves. Just because you've done therapy or you've done work on yourself or you've, you know, taken some sessions with a coach or a therapist, it doesn't make you whole and healed. It makes you more prepared, but you're always in growth. And, and we need to realize that, you know, every relationship should be, be a trigger for us in some way. I mean, something, if some, if things aren't triggering for you, um, relationally, then you're not in the right connection. You know, I believe God sends you the right people that are going to give you the right challenges that are going to challenge your, you know, your mindset, your nervous system. Um, I forgot to turn my own phone off um, and all of those things so that we are given growth opportunities. And a lot of times we still attract patterns. Right. And so we'll keep getting our patterns until we, we work on them. So Every relationship is a growth opportunity. Yeah. And so, you know, and, and an opportunity for us to change, for us to look at something, you know, just because somebody is triggering us doesn't mean that they're wrong for us necessarily. It just means that there's something that we haven't healed in ourselves that we can look at 
And very often when we heal it in ourselves, that person could become right for us or they could completely, we could completely eliminate them from, um, you know, the, an oper- like uh, on, the, on our list of potential right. uh, partners. So, uh, you know, coaching, I've been doing this for so long, a lot of times people are like, okay, well, I need to, I need to get over my boyfriend or girlfriend. I need to be able to get past that relationship. A lot of times the way that we do that is through just introspection of what were all the things you loved about your last relationships, uh, last relationship, what are all the things you didn't love, and what are all the things you learned about yourself? Because when you dive in there and you make it about you and you realize, a lot of times people realize, what in the hell was I even doing there? That wasn't the right person. I want this. I want this. I want this. This is These are the things that I need. And this person doesn't have them. Right. So they're able to completely eliminate that. But that's, that's the growth option that's available if we're paying attention. You know, I love what you said. And using my personal experience in this situation is that you know, when the relationship was terminated, I caught myself like for the first week or two, three weeks as we were talking, I had this mental obsession that I needed to be in relationship because that's, that's what made me feel whole. And then, and then when I finally got honest and started looking at myself and saying, okay, why do I feel like I need this? You know, well, for me, it's because I was spiritually disconnecting because I was trying to make a person my source as opposed to looking within saying, okay, wait a minute, I've really gotten spiritually sick. And so once I started getting reconnected to God and reconnected spiritually, you know, I got that feeling because I was going to ask the question, do I just wake up one day and say, okay, I've been single for eight you know, 82 days and four hours, ding, I'm back in the game. No, what, I've, what I'm feeling is, is that now that I'm spiritually connected, being in a relationship is not a mental obsession, but going out and hanging out with people. And, and I love being around people. I love listening to people and, and doing that. That's how I do it. And then mm-hmm. things just start happening. That, yeah. that attraction happens. But if my motive, I, I see guys do it. I only speak about guys. I see and I hear guys do it. That is their goal. I need to be in a relationship. You know, it's dating sites, dating sites. You know, it's, it's like this mental obsession to be in a relationship where it becomes their source. It's, a mental, it's, it's their obsession with escape. Exactly. Yeah. It's, it's no different than drugs and alcohol. I don't want to feel hurt. I yeah. don't want to feel sad. So I'm going to find something to replace what is what is perceived missing. Right. And, and what's perceived missing is your own happiness. That's it. And yeah. that's what I had to look at, Jennifer. We've worked through that. I had to look at what was wrong within me. You yeah. know, the true, I'm the problem. You know, I'm the problem. And I had to look what was wrong and yeah. make it right and yeah. forgive myself. Yeah. And then, then, we, then I can get to the other side and go hang out and have lunch with someone or have dinner with someone and instead of the, you know, be the standard, hi, how are you? What's your sign? What's your favorite color? Okay. What's your favorite season? You know, it's just natural. You know, right. just go. So right. that's my personal experience and hopefully that can help someone. Yeah. And I mean, I think that whole idea of personal accountability, like what was your, where, where were you accountable? Because people get out of relationships and they blame the other person, but it's like, you played a role in that. It takes Absolutely. two to tango. So what Absolutely. was your role? And as soon as you start to figure out what your role was. That's where the um, freedom comes. Yeah. it. Does. I mean, it does. it's it's still a process though. Hey, Cindy. Yeah. Um, you know, it's funny. Hey, Mike. Uh, you know, I, I see all of you commenting and I know so many of your stories. So I'm so glad that some of you are here today and hearing these conversations because some of them are what exactly what some of you need to hear. Let me dip uh, in one more second on sure. that. Um, it's also what a great opportunity that when uh, this has been such a great opportunity for me to reconnect to God. You know, I've been connected, but you know, it, and it, we hear this: whatever I put between me and God, He will take away. And for me, you know, it it, it creates a lot of pain. It doesn't mm-hmm. even addiction. You know, it, he'll He'll take it all away for Him to get my complete attention. Mm-hmm. And then it's a lot of pain because then I'm just sitting there once again at rock bottom. It's just me and God, and I'm like. All right, man, here I am again. Let's do this. And and I got to look at myself and I got to look at it with God. And sometimes I don't like that, Jennifer. Uh, Yeah. Yeah, no. Um, You know, Michael, the one thing I'll say to you is I would say to so many people is until you can sit alone with yourself and find happiness and peace, you're not ready to be in a relationship. And so many people can't. They need distractions and noise and 
things happening around them in order to find peace. And you're not doing yourself a favor by, by skipping through that. You have to be able to be alone to be with someone else. Right. But yet I don't want to be radical and isolate. You know what I mean? My brain's radical. Okay, well, I'll be alone. And then I isolate. <laughs> it's kind of like before the show, you said, hey, you want to go you know, do this, you know, in a couple of nights, whatever, you know, I'm like, yeah, I'll go do that. Yeah. You know, you know, four months ago I said, no, I don't want to see anybody. Yeah. You know, I don't want to be around anybody, but it's cool because that's just a little God wink saying, Hey, here's an opportunity, you know, go have fun. Yeah. And you do, you do need to like, you know, one foot in front of the other right. with a breakup. Um, you know, so the other thing I, I cannot stress enough to all of you that are looking for love. Um, when you meet somebody you have to have conversations that matter. Mm. So often people are show up and try to, you know, they, their best impression of themselves. And they're, they're sending their best representative. They're nervous. And instead of talking about the things that matter, even if they're not popular, even if you sound stupid, even if it's whatever, even if it's your, your deepest, darkest secrets in a way, that, you know, you feel like somebody's going to judge. It's okay to talk about, you know. I mean, you want to be careful on a first date, but it depends on the level of connection that you have. The more vulnerable you are, the more vulnerable the other person is given permission to be, and the more connection happens there. Right. Right? So don't be afraid to talk about things that matter. Past relationships it's important. Somebody wants yeah. to know where you're coming from, where, what you've been through, what you've learned, you know, what you don't want to do. I mean, for heaven's sakes, you, somebody could eliminate themselves, right. you know, right. um, from, from that if they know what somebody's triggers are, right. right? Well, it's that being vulnerable. You know, I just, I mean, I literally, just, I went and had dinner with, um, with a friend the other night <clears throat> that's in, um, you know, the circle. And, you know, first of all, men, when you, when you go, get, be a great listener, you know, just be a great listener and, and, and listen and, and, and really, because females love that. They just want a good listening to and, and really good hear listening to. Yeah. Just a good listening to and pick out those things saying, Hey, wait, back up a second. You said this, help me understand more of what you're talking about, mm -hmm. you know? And, and I love doing that because I want to really get to know, but the, I was, you are I, a very good listener. Oh, thank you. You are. Thank you. I, um, what'd you say? <laughs> <laughs> but anyways, um, so I had dinner with, with this person the other night and we were talking and about my past relationship. And I literally was talking about, you know, this is the first time I feel comfortable about talking about it, but I really see the role that I play in this. You know, I could, so many people give it so much power. She did this, he did this, they're a freak and all this stuff. Well, at the end of the deal, I turned out being the freak. You know what I mean? Where I, Cause I was, in, I was trying so hard to save everything and, and I finally recognized this is what I did, yeah. you know, and, 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 and I was really uncomfortable and I was in a lot of shame for my behaviors. Nothing crazy. So I, I'm going to, I'm going to have to interrupt. Sense? Yeah. I'm going to have to interrupt you though, because I think where you're going is along the same trail as everybody's going on. Where you don't want to go. It's not about, I mean, yes, there's things that you did. There's things that she did that wasn't right. But at the end of the day, it's who you are and who she is. It's always about who you are, yeah. not as much what you do. And people want to look at the what did they do. It's not what did they do. It's who they are at their core. And at the end, that's where the difference is. I'm come. pushing the hearts. I'm pushing the hearts. That you're so funny. Awesome. Yeah, but, it, but it's true. I see the heart. Yeah. But, but it's true because everybody wants to blame it on behaviors. Well, she did this or I did this. And, and, and it is... If we can step back and we can say, you know what, these are the things that I need in a relationship and she needs this and they're different. And so it doesn't make me wrong or her wrong. It just makes us different and not right for each other. And don't bash your ex. Yeah. Well, we don't, don't want to do that. No. <laughs> Even though they may deserve it, but, but um, don't do yeah, it. don't do that. Don't do it. Be the, be the bigger person, which yes. is more of a turn on to the person you might be dating. Yeah. And, and I think in listening is good. Um, I love here. I love when people talk. I love hearing people's stories. That's me. Um, you know, yes, it is important that you also are vulnerable, but but listen because people will tell you everything you need to know. And that's another thing that's on my list is, you know what? But when people show you who you are the first time, believe them. 
They will show you who they are if you give them the opportunity to. Right. Ask the right questions, listen to their answers, and take it for what it is, not what you want it to be. Right. And that's super important because I think, you know, you go on a date with somebody, you're sitting across and you want to like them. You just want to because they're cute and they're fun and they're interesting and all that stuff. But they're saying things and you're, you can, you can hear whatever it is. Like right. you can, you, you can, they'll, they'll tell you exactly who they are. You have to be able to face reality. Don't brush over the things that don't work for you that are red flags, right? right? I mean, if you know how many times people tell me, oh, I heard the red flags, I just didn't want to, so I just kind of skimmed through it and um, and and I or just kind of ignored it because I wanted to, you know, I wanted to get to know them and get, you know, spend more time with them. Those red flags are red flags. You've got to, you've got to keep your eyes open. Right. Yeah, super important. Um, so... We talked about changing, accepting people for who they are. Um, you know, expectations. We talked about that. That was a great one. Yeah, expectations. It's all included here. You know, there was a uh, there was a thing that um, a, a, a Alana, Ivana, whatever that lady was that was on Oprah. She had this saying that I had posted the other day, and it said, "You don't get to tell people how to love you. You get to choose uh, whether or not you want to participate in the way they love." Right. And that's, that is so key. It's so true. Um, people, everybody loves differently. The way, the way each person shows up, this is really important, everybody, because you're, you're the same way. Each one of us has a different definition of love. And I, with all my clients, I always ask them to define love. And there's no two definitions that are the same. And it comes from how we were raised, mm. what love was to us, how we were shown love, how we were given love, how we express love. Um, and it comes from our, you know, our, our wounds, our, our strengths, everything. Everybody's definition is different. And so we don't, we have a toolbox that we, you know, you walk through life with every single tool we're given from our parents, from our experiences in childhood, um, again, how we were loved, how we were shown love, how we weren't. Um, it's a toolbox we take into our adulthood. And that's all we have. You know, I always talk about my first, you know, my first husband, you know, he was a doctor and he was very, very busy. And I remember uh, coming home and we had dinner every night at six o'clock at my house. Mm. I mean, my dad would ring a bell and we'd be doing whatever outside because that's when kids still played outside and did right, stuff. Right. Um, but uh, my dad would ring this bell and we'd all come and we all had dinner together at six o'clock every night. I'll be damned if when I got married, I didn't have dinner for my husband on the table every night at six o'clock, but my husband wasn't there. He was at work. Will you, and marry me? Will you marry me? I'm it wasn't, to yeah, right. right now. And it wasn't, but it wasn't his values. You know, it wasn't right. fair for me to expect that. Oh, it hurt well me that he didn't come home or he didn't want to come home. And I took it personally, mm. but it wasn't personal because now I know his, I love his mom. She doesn't watch my show, so I can say it. She was the laziest woman. He'd make her coffee for her. So she certainly didn't make a meal for him. Right. But, um, but he didn't have that growing up. So it wasn't a value of his. It was mm -hmm. a value of mine. Mm -hmm. And so you, you kind of learn these things. But for me, that was love. For me, you showing up and being here with me and eating my food. <laughs> I mean, I'm Italian too, so eat my food. <laughs> um, but, uh, <laughs> but, but that was love for me. And, and I, I'm trying to show you just a small example of how we walk into relationships with a whole pile of these things of what love is, right. you know, being there for me, showing up for me, listening to me, um, you know, not leaving me when I'm a crazy ass, you know, right. <laughs> you know, you know what I'm saying? It's just, everybody's got their, um, their, their, their stuff. And, you know, I hear it. I hear all these things all the time, you know, not uh, love is not leaving, you know, somebody who's been abandoned, that's love to them. Yeah. Somebody that no matter how crazy they are, they're not leaving. Abandonment wounds show up that way. That is love for them. So it's super important that, you know, we understand when we meet somebody, you know, who they are and how they love is who they are and how they're going to love. You can't change that. 
Well, I mean, I know Tina's watching. She can dump scripture in there. But, you know, the Bible says love is patient. It's kind. Mm -hmm. It's tolerable. It holds no record. You know, and you're touching on all of those points. And, boy, you bring up a really, really good point. And that could be a show as far as, you know, as for, you know, part of my passion and I've worked very hard, you know, the last five years in changing, you know, I want to, to be a man. I want to bring that into a relationship. And I was, I was trying to do that, but I wasn't, it wasn't being received. Right. And, and to, to be that man and, and to be that leader in the relationship and to be the spiritual leader and to love and to listen. And Hey, Jennifer, man, I'm not, I am not used to someone cooking dinner and having it prepared at six o'clock. This means the world to me. Yeah. I need to rearrange my schedule to be here at 5.50, you mm-hmm. know, to do those things. Being aware of that now as opposed to going, okay, this is, you know, we're going to do it my way. I don't care how you were raised, Jennifer. This is the way I was raised, yeah. you know, and, yeah, and coming that's a good together. Point. Yeah, and a lot of people do that. Like, oh, I don't want that, you know. I mean, I do remember my husband actually saying, well, I don't care about, you know, it was one time he said, I don't care about having dinner. Mm. But it's not important to me. I got to finish my paperwork. But it's up. important to you. But it was important to me. But he didn't realize that. Right. It wasn't his, you know, that wasn't his deal. Okay. So um, uh, there's a lot of comments. So uh, so let's see. Marilyn says, you have to be happy with your life and, um, and in order to include another person. Michael says, as you know, light replaces darkness. That's to you, Michael. Right. I'm going to put my glasses on so I can see. Uh, Jamie says, I learned the hard way. Never ignore those red flags. Yes. Uh, Jeff says, I was married three times. Those marriages were based on drugs and booze and no Jesus. They all dissolved. After six years of being alone uh, and coming uh, coming up on six years sobriety, I'm a firm believer that a relationship for me has to start with God and end with God and everything in between with God. Amen. In six years, I've learned a great deal about myself and what it's like to be a human being. Relationships are about serving the person that you love and putting them first. It's as simple as that. Yes, it is. Uh, and I'm a firm believer that the long-term uh, relationship, the worst uh, description there, uh, I'm a firm believer that the long-term relationship is the worst description there can be. That sounds like a pr- prison sentence, long-term relationship, lifelong relationship. It all starts in scripture and along the way, scripture will lead to a lifelong relationship. Very nice. Um, it's one day at a time. One day at a time. You know, yeah. and a lot of things is that, and, and, and I can't speak for women, but this is my observation that, you know, when we're, when, when we're brought to this world, man is engineered to be a man. He's engineered to be the spiritual leader of the household, not the controller. It's a whole different deal. The, the leader, that's the way we're engineered, the hunter, whatever you want to call it. And the female is engineered a certain way, and that's to serve, and that's to bond together, become equally yoked, right? And so... So many women are starving for that. That's the way they're engineered to, 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 to fill themselves. And when they are searching for that man in that first date, they're like, this is him. This is the guy that's going to make me feel safe. And then date two, and then, you know, men are selfish. I'm selfish. And the man gets what he wants, and then it starts to move the opposite way. And then the woman's like going, man, I just, I gave him my, I gave this guy my all. I thought that this is the one. And then the woman's trying to repair it and reel it back in. And then they call Jennifer Stiers. You're so funny. Yeah. I go, <laughs> Does that make know, sense? It's, um, it's, it's like a game of ping pong though, because, you know, you can say, we could say, and it is true that men have kind of forgotten how to be men and spiritual leaders. They have, um, it is, it's, that's a pandemic and women have fed into that by also not being in touch with their femininity and allowing it too, right? You know, and and women want it. You know, I have I I've coached a lot of women that'll say, well, I don't need a man to do any of that stuff, but but what they say is, I would love a man that just you know I have you know got done with work and we were making plans. If he just said, I got this, mm. you don't have anything to worry about. I got this. That's the energy of what women are looking for. They want a man that can just. They can just take some of that, um, even though we can make decisions and we can be type A and we can be assertive and we can lead in our companies or whatever we're doing all day, we don't want to do that in a relationship. We don't want to. We want a guy to be able to do that. And so a man that can make plans, a man that can take the lead on things is very refreshing for us women. But I do think because of how progressive women have gotten it is men are moving in the opposite direction of that too. And it's not just the man's fault, but it, it, 
yeah. Um, so I, uh, I want, okay, I want to be cognizant of time. Um, so let's, um, let's move along to the next one because this is super important. Um, staying out of our head, and I think I talked about this the last show too, but this is a killer. It's a killer for any new relationship. Um, overthinking, processing what somebody else is doing or mm. saying or not doing through our own head and our own experiences. It doesn't work. Right. It doesn't work. They're not you. And so the way that they respond, the way that they don't respond, the way, I mean, who somebody else is, is not you. And you can't make assumptions about what something means that they do or say unless you ask them for clarity, right? Be direct and ask. And women, you are the worst at this. I'll say it 8 million times. Men, here's what men do. Men avoid the conversation rather than, you know, if it's with another guy, they'll be direct and just call it out, you know, but with women, they don't want to hurt a woman's feelings. So they just completely avoid the conversation altogether. And women, instead of having that, and I won't say confrontation, but making that connection and asking directly what you're thinking or feeling, you're getting in your head and immediately going, well, you know, I haven't heard from him in a couple days, so it must mean he's not interested, which it might, you know, if it's a couple days. But um, but it may not. It may just be that that guy is not a very great communicator, and he got in a really bad habit in his relationship or marriage, you know, over the past 20 years, and he's not in the habit of communicating. Or maybe he thinks it would bug the crap out of a woman if he did that, so he's trying to hold back. Right. Any games you have in your head like that, by the way, don't work. Yeah, thank you. But um, but overthinking things or putting thoughts in your own head as to somebody else's motives or thoughts is dangerous. Yeah. It's dangerous. And let me tell you where it's dangerous. Not only does it end relationships because you make an assumption about something that may or may not be true, but what it does for you on a psychological level is... If you're that person that gets in your head and talks your, yourself out of things, well, he's not interested because he's doing this and he's doing that and he hasn't called me, he hasn't asked me out for the next week and, you know, a holiday's coming up and I know we had this wedding to go to and he had mentioned to me that he wanted me to go, but then he hasn't asked me. You are, you will sit and t I've watched people do it. They talk themselves out of that connection. So it's not just that they're turned off by what's happening, they're actually convincing their own mind that that person's not interested. So even if that person came back with a perfectly legitimate reason as to what happened and why they didn't contact him for two days, maybe you know, their mom fell dead. I mean, you know what I'm saying? Like it, it could be a legitimate reason why they, they weren't in contact. That person has already moved on mentally right. because they went through... A, a thousand emotions on their own right. that weren't real. Wow, that's so good. Yeah, I mean, psychologically, you can talk yourself into something or out of something. You know what the alcoholic does in that situation, what you just described, right. to make that stop is drink. That's alcoholism. I mean, that is wow. what alcoholics do when the, when, the, when the thoughts start sounding in my own voice to make that shut down. I would drink because I thought nobody else thinks this way. And people actually do, but what you just provided is a solution. You know, if it, just text them. Right. Hey, I haven't heard from you in a couple of days. You know, I was just thinking about you. How is your day? And assume that, assume people's innocence. I said, I've said that a long time ago. I should say it more. We should assume people's innocence on things. If they, do, if they're not calling or texting you, assume that something came up. You know, I can't tell you the amount of times I have to do this for people. Right. Well, you never know what happened in their life. You right. never know what they're going through, or what's happening. Right. You know, you assume the best and then ask. Right. You know, and ladies, I always tell you to let the guys lead on the communication. It doesn't hurt if you haven't heard from a guy in, you know, a few days or whatever to send him a text and say, Hey, I'm just thinking about you. Everything okay? There you go. You know, or hey, I just was thinking about you. You know, wanted to say hi. Yeah. Boom. It's okay. No games. It's okay. Um, yeah, no games. 
Um, no games. But I haven't texted him in four. He hasn't texted me. I haven't texted him in four days. What the, what the girl's really saying, I can't stop thinking about him, but I'm not going to text. I'm on day five now. I haven't texted him. I'm on day six. You yeah. Know, just text him. Yeah. Well, um, you know, there's psychology to all that, but um, don't play very, games, please. I'm not very good at that. We're way too old for playing games. Um, so, uh, so let's... Um, you know, one of the things that um, one of the things that that we were kind of chatting about a couple weeks ago is, you know, it's not our job, you know. So we want to make sure we get in a relationship with people that are healthy because it's not our job to make them healthy. It's not our job to teach them how to be better people. It's right. not our job to teach them how to be better communicators. Granted, we can lead them, tell them what we like, but. Don't take on a project, right? You know, don't take on a project. We're adults. Anybody that's gotten to be, you know, thirty or over should have done some type of work, has been in some type of relationship, and ha has done enough work to either present themselves as someone dateable or not. Mm. Don't make excuses for them, and don't be their um, whatever their teacher or their you know coach. I hear some of you doing that and it's, it, it's, you don't, you don't want, I mean, then you're going to be somebody's mother or father. Just go have dinner. Yeah. <laughs> just, just, go, just go, just go have dinner and how was your day today? And just let it go. Yeah. You know, no script, no scripted stuff. I mean, I just go have dinner with someone and we just start talking. Uh, let's see. Elton says the next swipe is there. So people make up excuses in their mind to justify actions for moving to the next. Um, very true. They do. It's it, we live in a society where everything's at our fingertips. Everything it's just easy to move along. Right. Um, but if you want something lasting and of meaning, you need to stick with whatever you have. If it's good, if it feels good, I promise you, nobody's perfect. You're not, and they're not, right? And I'm not. Um, yeah, nobody is. And so you've got to you've got to figure along the way that you're going to find things that you like and find things that aren't great. But just because you see things that you don't like or aren't great, I mean, unless they're big relationship flags, of course, if they're red flags, then, I mean, you want to get, that's not something you want to get into. Um, but, but understand that nobody's going to do or say or be everything you want them to be. Mm. They're not going to have the perfect background. You know, they're not going to have the perfect lifestyle. They, they're not completely set up for you, mm. you know, at this point. So there's a give and a take and a dance that needs to be had as two people are getting to know each other and grace given for all the stuff in between as you're getting to know each other. Right. 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 And, and you know, I, the other thing is, and I think I, I don't know if I did this or not, but take your time. Everybody's rushing. And I yeah. think I started on this conversation. Everybody's rushing. Even if you want love and you're ready for love and you know, you're, you're, you're ready even if two people come in in that place, even if both people are ready, you still have to put all your expectations aside and let it happen. People don't let things flow. They're in a hurry. I know so many women that go on first dates and go, Could I would I marry this guy? Is this somebody I could marry? <laughs> they do. No, really. It's, it's, a, it, it's, like, it's a thought. <laughs> and um, some of the people that, um, some women that are um, of childbearing age, one of the very first things they're thinking of, as men are too, is she going to make a good wife, a good mother, a good father? You know, do, yeah. they, do you want kids? You know, they're, they're rushing into all that. I don't even care if you want kids. Get to know the person first, yeah. you know. They, they have nothing to do with you having children. Get to know them. If you like them, then find out if your goals are aligned, right? Um, but, but going in with an agenda of any sort... Uh, and I have a, a friend of mine that was given an ultimatum by somebody that he was with and said, if you aren't in a, we're not in a committed relationship in this amount of time, then I'm out. Wow. I mean. Trying to play God. At what point, at that, at what point, which at that point for me, I would have said, um, thanks for letting you know. Thanks for letting me know where you stand. I'm out. Right. 
I'm out because I can't guarantee that my timetable is the same as yours or I'm going to be where you want me to be at that point. And I'm not going to force things. I'm not going to walk on eggshells based on what your expectations are. And I'm, I'm, I, it's not in my best interest to move forward because no. you know you're going to be controlled. Yeah. Yeah. Right off the rip. Yeah. I mean, you're, you're being controlled. You yeah. Know. You know, one thing, um, real quick, I, I was sitting here thinking about something in, in my situation I'm in, being a single person. And, like, I get in my head going, who in the heck wants to go out with me? And I'll go, like, look at my past. I mean, Google my past, and who wants to take me home to mom and dad? You know, hey, here's Michael Moulton, woo, 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 and all this stuff. And I go there, and then I go, wait a minute, I just got to keep serving. You know, just keep serving, keep helping others. Because I'll go there, you know, I'll beat myself up. And I'm sure there's some men that will do that going, man, if I still had my company, you know, I could date again. If I still had money, you know, I could, I, this girl would, would, she would be different towards me, you know. Well, it's those that, would be um, those would be basing a relationship are, on superficial things. That's right. Who you are. That's right. Yeah, I, I think there's what you're talking about is kind of a worthiness factor, and I think yeah. people come in with different levels. Everybody comes in with different levels of mm -hmm. that. Um, and on one hand, it's on one hand, I think there's a healthy a healthiness to it from a humble standpoint. Mm -hmm. Because if we go in, and I forgot who said it, was it Jeff was talking about serving? If we go in to a relationship with how can I serve? Yes. And it that does come from a humble place. That is from more of a humble place. And so it's not a worthiness. It's you know you're worthy, but it's always looking to how how can I serve and how can I be better and how can I be better for right. you? Um, but a whole lot of people running around with worthiness issues, questioning, why would you be with me? Right. You know, right. um, anytime you ask that, um, sure, people should be equally yoked. There's an element to being equally yoked. But equally yoked, as we get mature, is not about looks as much as it is about who we are. Right. And you guys have got, especially guys, you guys and girls have got to stop basing equally yoked on looks. Mm. It's not a looks thing. It is an energy. It is a, a values, morals, integrity, character. Where are you aligned in life right. with who you are? That's where equally yoked comes in. Um, it's not about looks because I talk to people all the time and I'll say it myself for me. You know, looks are just there. You could look at somebody and, and think whether you might be attracted or not. But we've all met somebody that we looked at a picture and said, nope, and then met them and said, wow, absolutely, because of who they are. Yeah. Right. So, um, so, we, so Jason Aldean's not good looking. It's just his music. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Just so we're clear. Um, yeah. So, uh, yeah. Actually, Jason Aldini isn't that good looking. He's just a rock star, so yeah. he's better looking. But, um, but, uh, but. Um, and ladies, if you have a man that his gift is to serve and, and, and he wants, because I love to serve, as you know that, you know, and, and, they, and they're serving you and serving you and serving you. Make sure you acknowledge that, yeah. you know, every once in a while saying, hey, you know, you know, I just want you to know how much I appreciate. It doesn't go unnoticed that I really appreciate the way you serve me. You right. do the little things that I take for granted sometime, and I really appreciate you. Women, you you want to gas him up? You want him to stud up and, and go conquer the world for you? You do not realize how powerful that is to a man that wants to serve you. Right. To let them know how they're serving you and yeah. what it means to you. Because I would have, I had someone that would, they didn't want to, they didn't want to say that because they wanted that control that they felt like if they complimented or said thank you, that I would back off, you know mm -hmm. what I mean, and stop doing it. So it was, I was always doing it harder and harder and harder and harder, just trying to get a simple, you know, and I wasn't expecting anything in return. But it's 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 that act. It's just that Michael that, that I, nod. I, I I know we only have a few minutes left, oh. and I really want to hit a point Get because it. you just said it. It that's why it's so important. And this is another point here. You have to know who you are, right? And what you want and what you need prior to getting in relationship, and hold true to those. Maintain your boundaries. Maintain your standards. Your personal standards, because 
things like that can happen where it comes in and shakes you at the core and you and it questioning what you're doing or why you're doing it isn't a bad thing but you don't ever want to abandon yourself and people abandon themselves mm. and and if your core in who you are isn't strong you will get into a relationship with somebody else that will question you and you will abandon yourself wow and when you abandon yourself eventually that person stops respecting you because they watch you they watch you disrespecting yourself basically right. they watch you not standing up for you they watch you um succumbing to whatever they want and nobody wants a puppet and so they want somebody who has an opinion and passions and all of those things so always make sure that no matter where you are in life that you're maintaining you and your lifestyle your friendships with other people that you have a life outside of them that you don't make them your whole world and i say this from the standpoint of balance right. so because when you're in love and that person is your world they're your whole world in a sense but you have a life outside of them and that's super important to have that autonomy and not lose that autonomy because everybody that your your partner needs that in you to balance yeah right yeah and too many people lose themselves and codependency is real and it's you know i can't tell you the amount of time i uh hey jim um uh, amount of times I recommend that book, Codependent No More, Melanie Beatty, to people. Everybody's got a little bit of codependency in them. And some of it can be healthy because, you know, there's that, I think it's more interdependence, not codependence. But I think some of it can be healthy because we do need each other. But we also have to need ourselves and we have to maintain our own identity and sense of self. And that's super, super important when you're going into a relationship is that you not lose you and you not be afraid to be you because if somebody doesn't like you for who you are you know baggage all the stuff if they don't like you for who you are they're they're not worthy to be your partner well said yeah well said uh jamie says agree i've always been a server and a giver and always uh unconditionally i'll never stop being who i am and need to be careful that i'm not taken advantage of that is true yeah, well said very very true so yes um, all you people that are givers, and that is, it was actually on my list, believe it or not, Jamie, you'd close it out because that was my last thing on the list today. Um, make sure for all you givers that you don't just find takers. There's a yin and a yang. There's a law of exchange. Everybody needs to be involved. Remember the words law of exchange because everybody needs to be giving. It's, it has to be reciprocal and it can look different. It doesn't have to be, I say, I love you. You say, I love you. You know, I love you back. Um, I take you dinner. You take me to dinner back. You know, it's not that, but it is, it is a, you know, it, it is a, it is a mutual giving. And I think men and women can give in different ways and can nurture and love in different ways, but make sure that, that you are getting back because Givers have a tendency to overgive, and takers are who will you will attract, and they will just keep taking and taking and taking till you have nothing left. Wow. So you, it's really important that you maintain that sense of balance. And Elton, I'm glad you're enjoying the book. Uh, Codependent No More is a great book. Uh, you know what? You guys are awesome. I, I can't tell you how much I love doing this podcast. Um, you're so good at it. Well, thank you. And it, you guys inspire me. You really do. You inspire me to do this because I love hearing from you. I love watching your growth. Um, you know, guys know that I don't hesitate to correct you even on Facebook on my posts. And so I won't hesitate to correct you and tell you the truth. And I love that you receive it. You come back, you receive it, you grow, you learn. I, I get the emails all the time from people all over. I've, I have gotten so many emails, Michael, from people I've never met in my entire life mm. that live in a different state. Mm. And they'll say, I've been listening to your podcast and watching your posts and I left an abusive man or I got out of this relationship. Um, I worked on myself and now I found the love of my life. And this stuff works. It just works. There's basics, which is today's show. There's basics you need to remember and never abandon. And if you always, if you always follow these basics, 
you'll find love. You'll find what you're looking for. It may not be in your timing. It's always in God's timing. It may not be in your timing, but it'll be in his, and then it's perfect. So, uh, so you know what? Thank you all for being here. And um, Ruth, love you too. Um, thank you all for being here every single week. Um, I love you joining me or every other week now. And um, I will see you guys again in two weeks. Uh, enjoy your 4th of July celebrations and um, enjoy your freedom uh, while we have it. <laughs> Much love. This is Jennifer. This is Jennifer. Thanks for listening today. And please subscribe to the podcast. Each show, we're going to have new topics and information. If you'd like to find out more about coaching or matchmaking, please go to my website at lovegen.com or you can find me on my Facebook page, my personal page at Jennifer Styers.